Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. Bigpodcast.com is the site. My name is David Hooper, and my job and the job of this podcast is to help you grow an audience for your podcast, an audience for your message, make an impact with your podcast, make money with your podcast. If you're wanting to do those things, you are in the right place. This is the audio edition of my weekly newsletter. It is called Big Podcast Insider. It goes out every Friday morning, New York City time. And this is what I'm going to be covering. What I learned from being sued in federal court. Hollywood strike, podcaster opportunity. You bet it is. Going to talk more about that. Podcast greater. How good is your podcast? I mean, really, how good is it? Podcast greater is going to let you know. Grow your podcast with postal mail. If you podcast from home, do you? I'm at home right now in a tricked out closet. I call the red room. Keep going. Also some classified ads, podcasting tools I think you're going to want to know about. Speaking of a podcasting tool, this episode brought to you by Riverside.fm, the leading platform to record studio quality, remote podcast and video. 70,000 people and companies use it. Companies like Spotify, the New York Times. It's going to make you sound like you were in the same room with your guest, no matter where your guest is. And this is how it works. You get a link from the Riverside studio You send that link to your guest. The guest clicks on it and magically joins you in the Riverside studio. Riverside records locally on each person's computer, meaning you're going to get the highest quality possible regardless of your internet connection speed or the internet connection speed of your guest. I want you to check it out. You can try it for free. See how you like it. And this is how to do it. Go to riverside.fm. Two hours are free. If you want to be a paying customer, I've got a discount code for you. That code Big podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, Riverside.fm. Get 15% off with the discount code, Big Podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. All these things that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, that list that I gave you, I'm going to go from thing to thing to thing. And in between those things, you're going to hear this sound. (laughs) That's how you know it's time to turn the page. If you want to follow along, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. That's where this newsletter is. And if you want the links to anything that I talk about, same URL, (laughs) newsletter.bigpodcast.com. What I learned from being sued in federal court. 20 years ago, I reached out to an attorney about some content I wanted to publish. I wanted to make sure that I was legally okay to do so. This is something that I think a lot of people on the internet don't think enough about. I'll give you an example. Had a photo today. I thought, I'm going to post this on Instagram. Well, did I have the rights to do that? Maybe. Maybe. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you get content and you don't know where it came from. And that's where I was. I had some content, thought it was in the public domain. Went to my attorney. He said I was good legally, good to go. So I released it. Within a week, I'd received a cease and desist letter via certified mail. And a month after that, I found myself in federal court facing criminal copyright infringement charges. Maybe you're old enough to have rented a DVD or VHS tape. And at the very beginning of movies, you would see an FBI warning. Do not copy this tape. Unauthorized replication, duplication, distribution. That's a criminal charge. And each count that you're guilty of, it's going to be this much money and also possible jail time. That is what I was charged with. And just to be clear, I come from the music industry. There are issues all the time with who owns what. Sometimes somebody thinks they own something and it's really somebody else because the catalog got sold and you have licensing issues. I mean, it happens all the time. Vanilla Ice, remember that? Ice Ice Baby. Well, used it without permission. Queen went after him. It's a thing, right? 
Sometimes technology moves faster than our laws. Usually it does. You got to work those things out in court. And that's basically where I was. I believed I was right, but it was going to take a while and also a lot of money for the court to decide that. I asked my father for advice and he told me two things. He said, one, never get into an argument with somebody who buys ink by the barrel. He said, two, don't die on this hill. He was right about both. And as a podcaster, these are things that you need to keep in mind. The ink by the barrel, (laughs) it's kind of a dated saying at this point. What he's saying is, don't get into it with somebody who controls the media. Somebody who's got access to newspapers, magazines, in this case, the internet maybe, radio, television. Ink by the barrel is not what it used to be, but it still applies. If you've got a huge audience on social media or elsewhere, that could be a problem for you. Because in a lot of cases, it's you versus them. It's public opinion. People don't know what's happening. And that was a difficult lesson for me. There were a few years, maybe more than a few, if you search my name, this thing came up at the very top of Google. And we're in a world where a single soundbite, a headline, social media message, it can spread quickly. And once something reaches the top of Google and enough people are talking about it, it might be there for a while. I'm not saying that this was even a bad thing. I'm saying this is what it was. And I'm not saying that this was anything scandalous. And I'm also not playing the victim card here. But I will say this, when you're in business or you're a public persona, you are going sometimes against other people who may feel it's an us versus them thing. They feel that if you're not around, maybe they'll do better. Who knows what people are thinking? I'm just saying that if you get into a situation like this, there are some people that are going to help it along because maybe it's interesting, it's scandalous, it's fun to talk about, and maybe it's in their best interest. Again, not playing the victim here. I put this stuff out. I was in the situation. That's fine. I would still argue to this day that what I did, completely legal. But are you going to do what it takes to prove that? Do you want to have these arguments? Or as my father said, are you going to die on this hill? Some hills are worth dying on. But most of the time, I think it's better to do what you can so that you live to fight another day. And this doesn't have to be a lawsuit. Maybe it's a dumb argument that you're having on social media. Is that taking time away from what you really want to do? Is it taking time away from your podcasting, spreading your message, making money, feeding your family, being a good husband, father, brother? Those are the questions that we have to ask ourselves. And I think we're especially vulnerable to this as podcasters because the nature of podcasting is us saying things. Maybe it's about people. Maybe it's about situations. It's opinions, facts, theories. It doesn't have to be this scandalous, like federal copyright infringement. We're in the middle of an election in Nashville. This week, we're going to the polls, early voting for mayor and also city council. There are people arguing back and forth on all social medias about stupid things. Is that helpful? Dying on this hill could be that you're getting into it with somebody on social media when in the situation like an election, maybe you're better off going door to door, making phone calls, putting a sign in your yard volunteering at the polls. This is what I'm getting at. Regardless, no matter what you say, what you do, somebody's going to have an issue with it. Sometimes you're going to step over those lines legally. Sometimes you might find yourself in trouble. Well, are you going to die in this hill? Let me tell you one more thing. I haven't ever talked about this publicly, but 
this is something else that I think is important to keep in mind. I looked back on this guy. I don't know. It's been a few years now, but I was like, I wonder what happened to that guy. He's a little bit older than me. You know, I'm 50 now. And that time he was probably in his fifties. I don't even know if he's still alive. So I'm looking for him. And I see a news clip of him. He wasn't here at the time, but now he's in Nashville. And he's not talking about anything to do with business. He's talking about having a special needs daughter and he was trying to get care for her. And I had that moment of seeing him as a human. And I thought, man, you know, <laughs> if we had met at another time in another place, because we were in the same industry, he might've been a great friend to me and I might've been a great friend to him and been able to be supportive of a situation like that. But, you know, maybe that ship had sailed, maybe not, I don't know. Like, hey, remember me? That guy you took to federal court? Yeah, I saw you on the news, man. Good job on that. You're doing a good job. Keep up the good work. I don't know that that would have been appropriate. But my point is, is that these things that you run into as a podcaster, and sometimes they get pretty messy because this was a very expensive fight. It was a very stressful fight. It's not that big a deal. We didn't do anything. We walked away from it. I can't talk about it. It didn't go on and on and on and on. It was eventually settled. Eventually, <laughs> a lot later than it should have been knowing what I know now, had I had the right advice, because I'm not sure that I was given the right advice, not about whether or not it was legal, but should you keep fighting this? Anyway, I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but this is the first story from the newsletter. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com if you want more information about it. One final thought on this, because thinking back to this time, I know there are a lot of people that are going through something very similar right now. You may be one of them. And if you're feeling defeated or ignored or ineffective, my advice to you is chin up, chin up. You may not have all the information. You may not be getting the right information. You don't know what's around the corner. I would say keep applying pressure. If you've got a belief, keep going at it. You may need to not die on this hill, lose the battle, win the war, do what you need to do to fight another day. But you will fight another day. That's the main thing that I'm getting at. Keep at it. Doesn't have to be perfect. Maybe you lose a little money. Maybe you lose some relationships. Maybe things get messy, but keep at it. And you're going to figure it out. You're going to get where you need to go. Got the whole thing written up, sort of, sort of. Went a little deeper on the audio here. But if you want to see it in writing, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. <laughs> Hollywood strike equals podcaster opportunity. Hollywood actors are joining an ongoing strike by screenwriters in the industry's biggest shutdown for more than 60 years. This is my prediction. First of all, like this lawsuit I was talking about, <laughs> I think everything's going to work out fairly soon. It always does. Everybody in this dispute specifically, the studios, the writers, the actors, they need each other. But until then, I think it's an opportunity for you as a podcaster. One, Streaming services, I think they're going to expand to non-U.S. content. Think Squid Game. They're going to go to different countries that are not affected by the strike, but they're also going to be talking to different industries not affected by the strike. Second, catalog. Catalog is old content, if you don't know that term. Catalog content will be revisited because of this. These studios, streaming services have something already under contract. And thought, yeah, I'm not sure we want to release this. Well, now's the opportunity to release it, maybe. They're going to look at those things. Three, to take it back to that thing I said at the beginning, studios are going to work with writer creators from media that is not affected by the strike. And that means radio and podcasting. 
So this is an opportunity, not necessarily a good opportunity, but do be aware of it. There's some different things that come up when you cross a picket line. You don't exactly make friends. Let's just say that. I was a UPS guy, Teamster. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the many jobs that I had before I was successfully in the record business, UPS guy. And every UPS guy, you're a Teamster. That's one of those lines that you do not want to cross. And if you do, there is often trouble. And there was trouble in the last strike. This is the one in the 90s. I think that was the last strike. I don't know. I don't, I don't keep up with Teamster politics, but I'm just saying that there's an opportunity for you here. Maybe it's a good opportunity. Maybe not. Regardless, this is why you want to have your act together. You never know when opportunities are going to come up. Contracts are up for renegotiation. Somebody dies. Who knows? Opportunities happen all the time. You want to be ready for them. If you want more thoughts, you want to work together, let's help you find those opportunities. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. <laughs> podcast Grader. How good is your podcast? Really? To be honest, how good is it? Hey, don't trust me. Podcast Grader is a tool that analyzes the audio quality of your podcast and provides feedback based on several key metrics. Its grading system is based on commonly accepted audio quality standards, not just opinion, and an integrated large language model that interprets these metrics and provides suggestions on how you can improve your audio quality. It's very cool. It's free. You can test your podcast now. Here's how to do it. You know how to do it. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. <laughs> Grow your podcast with postal mail. I went to the post office to pick up my mail. There was a card in the box. It let me know that I needed to go to the desk, see a clerk to get my package. Give the clerk the card. She walks to the back. As soon as she came around the corner with it, I could see who it was from. It was from Pedro Pena. He's a podcast called My Stuttering Life. This thing was decked out. It looked like a Vegas wedding chapel. <laughs> She's coming around the corner. And I kind of laugh. We both had a good laugh about it because it was a very fancy package. I got it home. I figured I've known Pedro for a while. He's probably got new merch. I'm expecting a t-shirt, a hat, something associated with the podcast. I opened it up. And it's a sea of orange. It's orange pins, stickers. It's Whataburger merchandise. There's a team member name tag. It's got my name on it. David, team member. <laughs> and if you're thinking, what does this have to do with podcasting? Nothing, nothing. It's an inside joke that I've got with Pedro Pena. He's a guy from Texas. Whataburger came to Nashville. And it was here back in the 70s. I used to go to it when I was a kid. It just came back. I said, one, I've already been there back in the day. It was here 40, 50 years ago. I don't need to go again. Two, I'm a vegetarian. So everybody and his brother is making a big deal about Whataburger being in Nashville. And I said, absolutely not. I'm not waiting for four hours, which is what the lines were the first day. Can you believe that? For a hamburger. Pedro's from Texas. That's where Whataburger is from. He's offended. So he's playing this as a joke on me. This is what it has to do with podcasting. Behind the mics, the headphones, podcasters, podcast listeners, they are just people. You are just a person. I'm just a person. Our listeners, just people. And if you want to get the attention of these people, postal mail, getting creative, that's the way to go. Now, Pedro's podcast is called My Stuttering Life. <laughs> this is the Vegas wedding chapel that she brought out. He's got his own tape that he's taped the box with. He's got a picture of the artwork on the front. He's got a QR code on the box. You hold your phone up to it. You can subscribe to the podcast. Who knows how many people had their hands on this package from Texas to Nashville. I talked about being a UPS guy. Same thing. 
You got people working in the hubs. You got the delivery guy. You got the people receiving the packages. There are a lot of people that have their hands on these packages that we send through a courier or through the postal system. And because we're doing so much communication via email, social media, Zoom, a physical package is a great way to get attention. I wrote about postal mail and how to use it for your podcast in my book called Big Podcast. If you go to Amazon, you search for Big Podcast. It is a black and white book. It looks like a zebra. Big Podcast on Amazon. If you search for that, there's a lot of information about postal mail. It works. If you want more information about this, a picture of the package that Pedro Pena sent me. So <laughs> That's how I'm going to start testing for plosives now and also vocal warm-ups. A picture of the package that Pedro Pena sent me for his podcast. <laughs> everything's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com <laughs> if you podcast from home I do I'm at home right now I'm in my room well it's not really a room it's a tricked out closet we're going to call it a studio though a 5 by 8 room full of padding had an electrician electrify it for me and it sounds great if you're one of those people that's either working from home or podcasting from home or both because podcasting is work listen up it's been over 20 years since I've worked a job. I talked about doing UPS. Yeah, man, 30 years ago. But I still remember thinking if I'd ever get anything done working from home. Strangely enough, the opposite happened. I ended up working all the time. And I think our tendency to do that can be even greater today because we've got video conferencing. We've got computers that can produce quality audio and video. We can record our podcast from home like I'm doing right now. We've got high-speed connections that we can do remote interviews with. No more breaks. Very few post office runs. I used to go to the post office every day. And because I was working in music, I would have those tubs every day of demos people were sending me. I don't have to do that anymore. But because of that, I'm spending more time at home or at my home office. I've got an article with advice on how to create boundaries for yourself as a remote worker. I think you're going to find it helpful even if you're not working from home. Among the suggestions, create your workspace. Like I talked about, the closet that I'm in. I walk into this space. I love it so much. I love it. This is where I get my work done. Shut the door. Shut a couple doors to come in here, actually. It's quiet. You could be right on the outside of it. I'm not going to be bothered. I get to do my work. The people on the other side of this door, they get to do their work. I really believe in that, having a dedicated space for your work. Anyway, that's the first suggestion. Create your space. Set and follow a routine. Set work boundaries with your coworkers and household. In other words, hey, the door's shut. I'm in the recording. Leave me alone. That's where I'd start with that. Take care of your mental health. I do that every day by exercising. I get outside of the house every day. Get out and touch grass. Live in the real world. Get off social media. That's helpful. Also, set boundaries to enjoy a work-life balance. Meaning, if you are working too much, because you're working from home, no commute, and it's very easy for you to start up the email in the morning, boom, 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 answer, 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 take calls coming in, do whatever. Set a boundary on that. There are tools that you can put on your computer, on your phone, that'll shut everything down. Freedom is one of those tools, if you're not familiar with that. I've got it every night. It shuts off all social media. Done. If I'm in the middle of something, too bad. It's shutting me down. I believe that it's important for serious artists and creators to have a dedicated workshop for their work. Doesn't have to be fancy. If you want to see pictures of where I'm working from right now, I've got those linked on Instagram for this list of boundaries, the article, the photos. Go to newsletter.bigpodcast.com. <laughs> Keep going. Related to what I said earlier in the prologue, 
about being in federal court. This is a little podcast humor. You're going to want to go to newsletter.bigpodcast.com to see it. The joke is basically this. We start a podcast. We're really excited about it. Hey, starting a podcast. You're telling everybody about it. Six weeks later, you're eating cheesy puffs in the recliner, watching all those catalog shows that Netflix has decided to take another look at. That's usually how it goes. You'll get the joke and maybe a gentle nudge that you need to get back on top of it at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. <laughs> Classified ads for you. Swell AI automates writing podcasts, summaries, articles, social posts, and more. You can manage multiple shows in one dashboard, build custom templates for each show, connects with Google Drive, Dropbox, and Zoom. You can get started for free. This is an AI episode notes tool. You upload your episode, bam, notes are done. It is amazing. I've got it linked, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Cave Day, be more productive with Cave Day, the virtual co-working solution used by creatives at Netflix, Spotify, and Amazon. You can try it for a dollar. This is cool. Talked about working from home, having work-life boundaries. Cave Day is great. Those guys have boundaries. You start together, you end together. There are one-hour sessions. There are three-hour sessions. If you're sick of working alone, you're lonely, man. But you don't want to go to the office because that's too much, too many people. <laughs> Cave Day is a nice middle ground. I've been on it for a few years. It is wonderful. I met so many great people, Spotify, Netflix, those companies that I mentioned. They are real people. A lot of writers for Netflix, surprisingly. Well, not now. They're all on strike. But you can meet some cool people. Cave Day. I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. When you're ready, here's how I can help you even more. If you like this newsletter, you're going to love Big Podcast AMP, the audio monetization program. This is a personal coaching program that I've designed to help you do three things. One, grow your podcast audience. Two, get more people talking about your podcast. And three, make more money with your podcast. I've got the details linked. Bigpodcast.com slash AMP, A-M-P, audio monetization program is what it stands for. And if you want to do those three things, the things that I'm talking about here, making a better podcast, making a podcast that people care about, making money with your podcast, that is where you want to be. Join me and other successful podcasters, bigpodcast.com slash amp. That is it. Another episode of Build a Big Podcast. You want to subscribe. That way you never miss an episode. It's free. No obligation. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. That's the URL. And I'm keeping it that way. I know some people call it follow but I'm going to keep that URL the same. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I've got three ways for you to do it. One for iPhone, one for Android, one is an RSS feed, plus a bonus fourth way. You can scan a QR code and automatically get Build a Big Podcast episodes delivered to your phone, no obligation, and as soon as they are out. Here's where to go. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Thanks for listening to Build a Big Podcast. Go there right now. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. And I'll see you on the next episode.